I sold my soul to the devil for designer. They said go to hell, but I told 'em I don't wanna. If you know me well, then you know that I ain't going 'cause I don't wanna, I don't wanna, I don't wanna die.、Yeah. What is up, my guys? We are back. This is the Juice Box with episode 19, about to kill it. Big Zar, how's it going?、Uh, it's going well. How was your week this week? Um, it's pretty good. It's been a while since we were last in the studio. It has、so、been done quite a few things. Um, it's been too long, boys. Yeah, it's been too long. Really boys, I miss been. y'all. It's been too long. So in the, in my last week or or so, a little a little over a week, I saw I saw the new Star Wars movies with all y'all. It was. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I agree. I enjoyed I agree. it. We'll we'll, I, re- we'll I, review it we'll next review week. It. Yeah,、in、I definitely、depth. had a good time. I、uh, I had an opportunity to meet Stanley from the office. His name's Leslie in real life, not Stanley. So I need to work on that. But he was a pretty cool dude. Like yeah. we 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 picked him up from his hotel and took him down to the game. Was it wild? Just because like you used to. Laugh at him on TV. Like yeah, was it weird like, to just be in the same? Yeah, no, it was pretty funny because he got in the car and I was in the back seat and he didn't even know I was there at first. And, he, and like I was trying to like make noise, like it's <laughs> like scratching my arm like, and hey, stuff. Dude, like I'm right here, I want him to know there's a human back here. <laughs>、uh, eventually, he like was fixing something and he saw me. He's like, "Oh hi!" Like <laughs> he's like, "I'm Leslie." Blah blah. blah. I was like, you know, like introductions. But it was funny. He he doesn't really sound like his character at all. I was just about to ask you that. Was like, he anything like? No, his not really. I mean, besides the fact like he was telling us how he hates. People pretty much nice. <laughs> that is awesome. Like, so he's a real. No, he doesn't hate. He's a really cool guy, but like he hates getting hounded. You know what I mean, dude?、Oh, so like, what kind of service do these guys get? Like, did you guys like roll up all professionally or like? No, we just picked him up in Brooks like, Car. Were you like, "What's up, baby?" Roll up to、were、the you... scene with my ceiling missing. Thought、oh. I was about to sneeze for a second.、Oh, bless、man. you,、uh, bless you, my bless guy. You. But yeah, like he, he was, he was real cool. But he was nothing like his character. But there's a few times on the way down where he would say like a one liner or something. I was like, "That's Stanley!" Like, <laughs> go and start laughing. That's awesome. But, you know, other than that, you know, just Christmas had a good Christmas. Christmas Eve got I was wasted by like noon. Oh god! Dang. I mean, that was rough. But yeah, D- dude, I ended up getting pretty drunk Christmas Eve Eve. I ended up staying out pretty late. Just. It wasn't really packed anywhere. Was that a Sunday? It was a Monday. Monday. Yeah, but I mean,、yeah. other than that, like this whole week's been thrown off for me with Christmas Eve and Christmas. Today feels like a Tuesday or Wednesday to me. It doesn't feel yeah, like dude, a Friday. I'm so yeah, I'm all、is. thrown off. I don't even know. But yeah, I'm still just trying to、uh, get it all figured out. I guess the highlight, other than the holidays, was I got my new work van, bro. My new、uh, Chrysler Pacifica. Oh, there, I didn't、baby. even notice you got a new one, man. I'm telling you, what game's stupid? I'm gonna be mobbing around West Virginia. Hell yeah! Is it a? <laughs> did you say it was a 19 or is it a 20? No, 2020 Chrysler Pacifica. Oh. Yeah. With all the bells and whistles, yeah, I,、oh, I'm yeah. gonna put a sticker on the back that says, "Hi, kids, I'm here to take you to soccer." Uh, <laughs> I don't know, maybe not that. Maybe I don't know, dude. If you can do that now, how was your week, dog?、Uh, it was good. It has been a while. I missed you guys.、Uh, a lot of things have been going on. I went to Country Roads the other day. Shout out, Kyle. Shout out, Country Roads Barbecue. Had a nice pulled pork sandwich with some baked beans and coleslaw. It was fire. Okay.、Uh, I got really, really, really shit faced on Christmas Eve. Yes, he did. So I didn't plan on going to the ye old Alpha. Yep. To begin with, so 
went there, you know, I got nice and buzzed up before we went to church, all right? So then my parents pick us up to go to church. We go to church. We always meet our close friends there for church. So, you know, it's getting close to 4 o'clock, and we realize they're not there. They're not at church yet. We're like, what's going on? It's starting to fill up. We're at, yeah, we're, we're like, no uh, okay, on. maybe they're just late. So we get a text. Me and Jake had a text, and they're like, um, guys, I think you went to the wrong church. So we were like, oh, shit. Uh, we just kind of all looked at each other. My mom was like, you guys just want to go to the Primanis? <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, yeah. We just got up. And we got dipped. up, walked it was out about of church, to start and, and went to St. Primanis, so, patron saint of draft beer. But, yeah. What so, church were you supposed to be at? So last year we went to one down in Benwood. I St. James or yeah. St. John's or Saint something. St. James, I think, is in Ben... Or, uh, or no, St. James is in Benwood and St. John's is in McMechan. So we went to Saint, yeah. We went to the one in Benwood last year and we were going to go to the one in McMechan this year. But we accidentally just went to the same... And place. mind you, at this point, like, I've been at the Alpha for like four hours. JT shit. <laughs> so I'm still like not really know what's going on. And my mom's like, you want to just go to Primanti? So you can imagine how excited I was yeah. about that. So that was pretty fun. I actually started a new job. I work at uh, GNC now. You know, my other job just it, just... it just wasn't working out for me, dude. I'm just not into accounting numbers. realistically. No, it's not even numbers. I just... I needed to just get into something else for a while. So we'll see how that goes. Um, other than that, that's about it. What's up with you, Tiggy Nation? What's up, what's up? Uh, yeah, not too much. Um, you know, big holiday week. And a lot of nights are spoken for, which I absolutely hate. Looking to have <laughs> a nice night with no plans, absolutely nothing to do. Yep. But, um, yeah, so a lot of stuff. Actually, yeah, I saw it, ran into Jake on, I think you said Christmas Eve Eve. That's yep. funny you say that. I call it Festivus, but that's another. <laughs> we'll table that. But, um, yeah, so actually next Monday, I believe it's the 30th, I will be hosting my mac and cheese tutorial on Facebook. And there will be links everywhere. On the Twitters and stuff. Do you have a time yet? It'll be 6.30. 6.30 sharp. And it'll probably start eventually at 6.40. So I'll start the live stream, and then everyone will trickle in. Trickle in. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm excited to cook some Kraft mac and cheese. Yeah, tune in. Tune into our Facebook. We'll, we'll get uh, Tig hooked up on the juice box page. He can do it on do it on the Facebook. I'm excited. Page. Kyle also said thumbs up. The mac and cheese will not be as good as Country Roads Barbecue, I can assure you. <laughs> he did say that. All right, uh, Tig, go ahead and kick it into the old interview, baby. Yeah, so we uh, a little different format this week. We actually interviewed our guest uh, not on the same day as we are in the studio right now, and um, two of the members couldn't make it, um, but we think it ended up basically as well as it possibly could have with only half our staff there. So without further ado, we'll shoot it. And this interview is brought to you by Audible. Audible is an audiobook streaming service through Amazon in which they have over 180,000 titles to choose from. Now with the new year, you're looking to expedite basically everything in your life and you're looking to take advantage of every moment possible because time is something you cannot get back. That's why I always listen to podcasts on 1.5 speed and with all, I believe it's eight different speed possibilities they offer at Audible, you can read at your own pace, and better yet, you don't even have to read because it's just thrown right into your ears as you're in the gym getting buff, driving to your next appointment, etc., etc. Remember, and today, our listeners 
are getting a 30-day free trial with one free audio book. It's audibletrial.com slash thejuicebox. Audibletrial.com slash thejuicebox for a 30-day free trial and one free audio book. So today we have a very special guest hailing out of Wheeling, West Virginia. He's a music engineer, Wheeling Park's number eight all-time scoring in ice hockey, a young Jimi Hendrix with top-notch suave and debonair, living in La La Land, California, Nico Nikatak Catalano! Wow. That was incredible. I didn't expect that one bit, but... Thank you. And you know what? I really might be one of the top scorers at William Park. So I think you might. You got to be close. Oh, that's sick. That's My heart so is sick. racing after listening to that, bro. I was getting yeah. hype over here, bro. bro and La La Land. That yeah. was good stuff right there. <laughs> that was good stuff. Even though I don't really go by Neek Attack anymore, but my website's still Neek Attack, so I guess it, I can't really say that I don't go by it. Okay. Yeah. So should we say Neek or Nico? Just Nico or Neek. I thought Neek Attack was like a little too aggressive. Well, yeah, like, Nick attack. Well, especially yeah. like, they, it sounds like a Pokemon yeah. thing, and you can't play defense. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, dude. But dude, how? First and foremost, how was your uh, trip over here? Trip was good. Um, Are you a big flight guy? Do you like? Airports? I honestly, I I don't mind flights. My only thing is I can't really like sleep on a plane. I have a really hard time sleeping on planes. But for the most part, I've gotten pretty used to it. I got a Nintendo Switch. Okay. So I was playing the original Zelda game uh, for Super Nintendo, A Link to the Past, gotcha. Zelda. And I got really addicted to it and it <laughs> made, made the flight go by crazy. I haven't even played like any legit Switch games yet. I've just been playing the Super Nintendo emulator. Gotcha. I love it. Well, with uh, you mentioned in Pokemon with Nika Attack, the new Pokemon, very good. Would On for Switch? Yep. Cool. Yeah, yeah that's all that. him and Zarly, I think, talk about in their spare time. I know a lot, a lot of people that, that have the Switch talk about Pokemon. I think Chance does, too. Chance is a big fan of it. Yeah. Shout out, Chance. Shout out, Big Nose. Hey, Big Nose gang. <laughs> Dude, so I'm in it. Are you a, are you an aisle or a window? Guy? I'm a window because I like to be tucked away, away from everybody, and just kind of do my thing. And I will hold any uh, bathroom emergency that needs to be held. Okay. I hold it. Thank See, you. I respect that, but I. That's why I'm an aisle guy because I can't hold it. Okay, that's well. I don't. Dr- I don't like drink a lot before a flight. Try to eat light. Um, and then just sit there for four and a half to five hours uh, tucked away playing Nintendo Switch. I can't sleep, so I, I, I always take stuff on a plane to mess with while I'm, while I'm up there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a big airport guy myself. I literally just hate the whole concept of like the going through the TSA and all that. It, it just it stresses so, me out to the max. I totally though. agree, but LAX is actually a really cool airport because every airline has its own terminal and like its own security. So if you fly American, you go through the American security. The only thing that sucks, the traffic getting in takes forever. But once you're in the airport, I, it's never taken me more than 30 minutes to get to my gate. No, that's legit, though. Yeah, they have it figured out. They have it down to a science for sure. Yeah, we're like in the Stone Age over here. It, no, it, it, it takes me way longer to get through Pittsburgh than it does LAX. But at least you get to see Franco Harris. <laughs> oh, that is a sick. That is so sick. How long do you, do you think they'll keep that there forever? So, actually, I, I flew uh, out to Dallas to see my brother, I think it was in the spring, and it was like a week or two when they were, like, getting it remodeled or something like that, or rebuffed or something, and it wasn't there, and I was very nervous for the flight. Yeah, oh, that's not a good sign. So, is he, what is he doing? Is he picking up a fumble? Is he, it looks like he's drop kicking. So, he, that, that is the immaculate reception. Yeah. Of, oh, of, uh, yeah, uh, of the long, I forget, what would have been, uh, it had to have been Bradshaw that threw it, right? Yeah, yeah, it was against the Raiders and one of the Super Bowls, and... 
Bradshaw launched one, and this is back in the day, you know, no pass interference, anything like that. So this guy's going to catch the ball, and the Raiders quarter cornerback just crushes this receiver. And the ball just flies like seven yards back. So everybody stops because they think the play's over. And it literally falls right in Franco's hands. He wow. just bends over and catches it off the ground, takes it to the house. And I'm pretty sure that was the game-winning play. That's amazing. And I am not a Steelers fan, so don't hate me for not knowing that. I'm not, dude. I don't blame you. I'm not a Steelers fan either. What a uh, great name, the Immaculate Perception. That That sounds biblical. If you watch the replays too, he caught it. Okay, let's just. He definitely caught. Was there even cameras? There was. There was. There were cameras, cameras, but there were no reviews, and it's very questioned to this day. Really? But um, I mean, there's definitely there's I've definitely seen video where I've been convinced that he didn't catch it, but I think he caught it. Okay. I don't know. It's just weird. It's all trick, but. Yeah, but flight here was good. Yeah, good. That's good. Well, the first question we got, Nico, is uh, who are who are you today? I don't even know anymore. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, but no, seriously. So I mean, today, I mean, I, I'm a producer. When it's all said and done, um, I went. I went to when I moved to California. I was mainly doing engineering, which is just mixing, mastering, in studio, behind the scenes stuff. And that stuff, it's a little tedious. It's not nearly as creative. It's actually making music. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was definitely worthwhile because I learned a lot about music. I was not born with musical ability. It's not like I grew up and I was meant to do this. I low-key got to force myself to learn it. Yeah. So once I learned it and realized it, I started to have more fun with it. You started to get more creative. And then you start to really understand how the music feels. And so um, I, I went from engineering, which is kind of like a more black and white thing, to uh, making songs with artists. And that is just a more creative outlet. So... As of right now, uh, Nico is a producer. Uh, I could evolve eventually later. I do a lot. I mean, with like even songwriting, we like if That's an art tight. if an artist is open to writing because not a lot of artists are. Yeah. If you're working in pop music, uh, a lot of artists are pretty open to writing. It's pretty common for pop artists to have writers. It's really common for everybody to have writers. Um, but yeah, so my my thing right now is I just lock in with uh, artists in particular and make songs from scratch with uh, people that are really talented. I have a guitarist that I, he's one of my best friends that he helps me with a ton of records, very musically Sick. gifted. He's one of those people that, uh, like, you play a song, he plays it back to you, like, instantly. And so, just, so when you were doing the engineering side, uh-huh. it kind of seems like, were you more by yourself doing that? Yes. Okay. It's really only me. Okay, and, so that makes yeah. sense why definitely two producing would be tight if, or people... People around you the whole time. Yeah, That's for sick. sure it's collaborative, and, and I'm the first one to admit, like, yo, I am not the most musically gifted person. Yeah, yeah. I know it feels good. That's like I really go off gut and like how it like feels to me. But at the end of the day, I'm not sitting here like I can make a hit for you right now. Like I can make the arrangement good. I can make like a decent melody and play because I play the guitar too, but very That's minimally. Uh, but I, I I'm also aware that there are people out there that are really really talented that are. My age, younger than me. I mean, the kid that I work with now is 19. He's from Israel. He's just an incredible, incredible songwriter, producer. That's crazy. But you have 19. to think, too, from people, people in other countries, not a lot of the music reaches them. Yeah. Only the hits reach the people in other countries. So big fan of Justin Bieber. I didn't really like, think about that, actually. Yeah, because like, they don't get like the underground. Like, they don't know a lot of rappers. They know Drake. Yeah. So like, my homie, like my friend from Israel, he, he's a pop head. He literally loves pop music. Because that was like American music to him. Yeah. Damn. So, so in his mind, like he just knows pop music so well because that was really all that they got that would translate over. When you don't have homies in high school telling you about the latest up and coming 
dude from South Carolina. Yeah. Like, you only know what, what the, the commercial media puts out there. So he took all that. And for me, I was a kid growing up, Warped Tour bands, like underground rock music, yep. like some rappers and shit. Uh, and it was like, you kind of have that stigma, like, oh, I don't listen to the radio. Like, I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. do pop music, blah, blah, blah. But then, like, you realize at the end of the day, like, you're making music for people. You're not making music for yourself. Absolutely. It's, it's not like, oh, I'm only going to do stuff that I like. Granted, I like the music that I make. But at the same time, you have to think about the consumer. You have to think about the people that, like, listen to this stuff because this is the kind of stuff that, like, gets people through their life. And it's, you can't just be super specific to you. So I like to bring people around that know what they're doing and are very good at it and kind of just, like, conduct the session. Have you had, like, an oh, shit, like, surreal moment yet that when you were in a room with somebody that, like, you've heard about or known about yet, like, at this point in your career? Like, when you were just, like, damn, and you turned around and you really thought about it and you were like, oh, shit, I can't believe I'm literally sitting in a room right now with this person. Or, or if, if you're hitting the early stages and, like, you haven't really had that oomph yet. Because it I, will I, happen. I, I, had, I had a session with Chief Keef, and he came to my house. See, like, that's crazy. And, and that blew my mind. That is like, crazy, bro. And I didn't know he was coming. I don't want to say, like, too much about it. But, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It, no, like, you don't have to go into detail. No, like, to me, that was one. Because I remember growing up just being like, yeah. Sosa. Right. <laughs> <laughs> What's good? Dude, like, oh, dude, the, I, I, dude. And it's, uh, the song's called Fireman. It's actually recorded at my house. And it's on YouTube. It, it, it wasn't, like, a formal release or anything. But if you look up the song Fireman, it's NBA Youngboy and Chief Keef. And, yeah, it was a pretty wild session. That is insane, dude. The whole time I just would have just been thinking these bitches love Sosa the entire time. It's funny because I didn't even know it was him for, like, most of the session until we started, like, laying ad-libs. And I kind of, like, suspected it. But, like, you don't want to mistake somebody. Absolutely. And be like, yo, you're this. He's like, no, I'm not. Like, I don't even know you. And I'm just like, bro, I'm sorry. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that was one, but... That makes it so much more incredible, though. But yeah. In the beginning, you were just like... Eh. It was my first time ever seeing a Maybach. I don't know. Like, a Maybach in person is like a big fucking car. Mm-hmm. Really, it's like... It like kind of like... Makes you be like, oh, whoa. Yeah. That, is a, that is not like any car I've it's ever like, seen. It's like Burt Reynolds coming in a limo in like 1980. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Maybach. Every time I think of Maybachs, I think of Rick Ross. Yeah. The whole time. And I just want to... Huh? Oh, dude, that... Oh, dude, that's crazy. Um... But dude, oh, there was one other. There was a. Oh, produ- there, give it to me. There's give it a, to no, me. It's, you wouldn't know him. His name is Wizard Blood, um, and this was something personal to me because I remember uh, I worked with uh, Landon Cube a lot and make a lot of like songs with him, and we had a session like the label set up a session. What a puppy! The label set up a session with this uh, rock like producer. So even bands use like producers when they're making records, mm-hmm. and a whole, like a producer is literally somebody that's like, all right, what if we like instead of just going right into the hook, we we kind of like slowed it down a little bit right here, drop the drums out, and then the hook drops. So, like, arrangement and more, like, how can we, like, take what we have and make it more feel more like a hit? Yeah. So that's that's what this guy does. His name's Wizard Blood. And I walk into his house, and, like, I kind of knew who he was, but I walk and I look on the wall, and he has, like, Memphis Mayfire, The Plot and You, like, all these bands I grew up, like, loving and albums that I grew up, like, listening to. That's wild. And, like, Landon didn't really know any of them, and a lot of people don't. But I, like, talk to him, like, bro, like... I know, like, every record on your wall. And yeah. he was the nicest dude in the world. Even to this day, I still – we chop, chop it up a lot. And he's just somebody super down-to-earth, really humble. And, uh, like I said, not really a big name, but, like, I, I know what he's done. Yeah. And it, it was super – I was really fortunate to be in his presence for sure. So knowing what you know now. Yeah. Okay. 
if Take Two started today, my old band from high school, and wow, yeah, do you think that you could at least get one fire hit off an album? We'd have we we need some rearrangement, okay, in, in regards of who was doing what. Um, but yeah, I, I do. There any way we can get Tig have like a like a ver just one little line in the song? Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's fine. We'll make it like a voicemail type thing where it's like, yo, where you at? And then the hook comes in. <laughs> just like Aaron Carter. Nah. Exactly. No, then, the take two, though, that was like that was literally the probably the most important moment of my life besides picking up Guitar Hero because literally uh, Guitar Hero is what got me into music. Yeah. Like, that, like playing that game, wanted me to play guitar, play guitar, wanted to start a band, started a band, playing shows, wanted to make music, wanted to record ourselves, all that kind of stuff. Chance actually played a huge role in that too, because it was like my best friend wanted to be in a band too. Yeah, dude. So like, if he wouldn't, have, I might have like not even done it to begin with. So yeah, no, and I learned so much from doing that, and like I got excited about recording music. Yeah, through dude. that, and like that took me to where I am now. So and that's what's ballsy cool. because like not a lot of people do it, and that's it's wild that you guys just fucking did it and look where you're at now. Yeah, no, it's super, super cool and definitely something I'm really happy I got to be a part of. And even just looking back, like I still go back and watch like videos of shows and and see how off time I was, and it kills me. And I'm like, why did no one tell me? And I know that they all knew because Chaz and John, quality musicians, yeah, really good. Me, me and Chance, low key, <laughs> not that good. That is we strange. were not that good. And I'm just like, Chance got away with it because he played bass, so like his shit didn't really like cut like my guitar did. <laughs> But like when we played shows like Mr. Small's uh, Theater in Pittsburgh, I like would listen to those fucking concerts and hear me playing the guitar, and I'm like, "Why does this sound so off?" <laughs> and I'm looking at my, I'm looking at me strumming. I'm like, "Oh my god!" Now, granted, a lot of like everyday listeners wouldn't necessarily notice too much, but uh, that was rough, dude. So, what was it wild playing like in a place? like pittsburgh when you- oh that was awesome it was amazing yeah yeah it was super cool and, and like it's just cool being on stage and it's cool to somewhat be able to relate to artists yeah yeah like when it's like yeah i played shows too like i know like, we played a lot of shows even though like they weren't like crazy no like they but we did it we played probably at least yeah. like 30 to 40 shows like it's it's wild and yeah and that's a wild moment too thinking because arizona i imagine you know the guy, it's one of my best friends. So JT is like going crazy because he remembers watching him and like Woody, and I think you guys were at like one, two, three Pleasant Street, yeah, yeah, Morgantown. Yeah. And he's just like, it's so wild to hear that and listen to that and realize that he was literally there. It, it's crazy. Arizona, he and I became friends my freshman year at WVU because uh, he needed someone to mix his music. Did he go to WVU? No, but he was there all the time. He had okay. a house at WVU for a little bit. Um. And he's honestly one of the one, him and uh, my friend Connor, uh, both of them were one of like the early people that kind of like get me excited about what I did. Yeah, because to me, I was just like recording people making music, and they were like, "Bro, like what you do, like you do it better than anybody." And like I didn't, but what they were saying is like most people don't know how to mix, They're, absolutely like, make their shit sound good. And I was making all of them sound really good, so they kept like messing with me, and we we're doing records together, blah blah blah. Long story short. Towards the end of my college career, uh, they bring up the idea, like, yo, we're moving to L.A. I'm like, fuck it, let's do it. I'm just going to finish out and just trek on over. And me and Arizona dro- drove across the country. We lived in Santa Clarita for, like, a month. And then uh, we got a place in North Hollywood. We were at for a year. I went and started living with 
my homie Landon and Nick, who are part of like the Skies team, uh, because I was just working really closely with Skies. Okay, so I recognize out. that name. When you said Landon Cube, I'm like, yeah. why have I seen that name before? He's on the two like bigger Skies records okay. nowadays in Red Roses. Right, that makes sense then, 100%. Yeah, and then uh, this, the Arizona stuff has just been amazing. He's, he's literally one of the best people that I know in the, in the industry, mainly because like from where he started to where he is now, he just has grown and evolved so much to a point where like, it's due at this point. Yeah, yeah, it happened at the right time. Like people don't realize he's been dropping music for like six years now. It's and like that one song, like th- this song. I think right now it's currently the number one hip hop song on Billboard. I believe it is. And then I think it's four overall. And like it's it's incredible. And he got an amazing deal with with uh, Columbia, I believe. And he deserves it. It's it's really awesome, dude. That and that's why come ups are so wild because all it just takes is like. The, the initiative and motive to do it, and then a couple people behind you just being like, fuck it, yeah. just try it. And, th- and that's, what's, that's what's crazy, especially because you grew up here. You know how it is. It's like compared to out west, it literally probably is like the Stone Age. Yeah. You just go out there, and you're just doing your thing. It, it's incredible, dude. It's, it's, really, it's sweet. It's cool. It's kind of like uh, what I think is different. Everybody, a lot of people are doing their own thing out west. Yeah. Here, a lot of people are kind of working with or for people. But out west, like it's just a lot of like artists or a a, mus- a musician, producer, engineer, a TV director. It's just a lot more like independent feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is it's really cool. But I mean, that's just kind of like in the field that you go and you want to go where there's where it's needed. Absolutely. You know what I mean, so it's not like I was like I'm leaving Dub V because this place isn't for me. It's more like yo, this is what I do, and where where most people do it is here. Yeah. So I should at least try to go there and make it work. So what's what's the difference between like why do some people in your opinion, why do some people choose LA versus New York or New York versus LA? Um LA is a LA, LA is a big commitment because New York uh you still might have some friends and family there. Uh still kind of close to home. That makes sense. Um and LA is completely across the country. Very rarely do you have people there that you know. Um and it's way bigger, way bigger than New York. Yeah. Just super spread out. And, uh, I mean, it's really expensive, so is New York. But L.A., people go for the weather as well. And, and sure. I always tell people, don't move to L.A. for the weather. That is not a good reason to do that. You're going to really hurt yourself by doing that. Yeah. But the weather's got to be nice, right? The weather's it's very beautiful. I mean, what's the coldest that it gets? Uh, probably 40. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, but but I will say, it's a desert climate. So, like... Like it gets really hot, really cold because there's no humidity. So forty is feels pretty cold because like it's a chill, like cold forty. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Like here, you want forty, it's like oh, it kind of feels good. It's a little humid, like some of the sun like kind of gets in there. But like L.A., it's like you know how deserts are. It's like at night, like you can freeze. Like it's yeah. super cold. So, but it, it's nothing to complain about at all. So did you did you and Tig used to game back in the day? Game like play hockey? Yeah, hell yeah, we did. We played on a team. We played against each other. So, well, this is, yeah, is we're it, talking hockey now. So this is this is you're this talking is hockey, yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's so, talk puck. So yeah, so Nico was a big athlete. I think he played football as well, right? I played football in fifth grade, and that was it. Okay, that was it. I just remember seeing that mop head running all over the field. Yeah, that was fifth grade. Them locks. You went to St. Vincent's, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 a lot of titles. But. I remember Lee, <laughs> Lee Palacetti would run it up on us. <laughs> What up, Lee? <laughs> there was no mercy, but... Um, Shout out, but, Lee. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, hockey was a big thing. We were always on the same team. We were, like, a year apart, so it was every other year we were apart. I played with your yeah, other brother yeah, as you're well. Right. 
and you play with my younger brother and stuff like that. Are there any uh, moments? Do you ever have any regrets in terms of like hockey or like just like ever think back to me and like, man, like, you know, if I really trained hard, like maybe I could have been a hockey player back in the day, you know? I love hockey and I still dream about it. I, I still have these terrible hockey nightmares where like I'm about to go on the ice again, but I don't have my skate. And I'm just like, where's my skate? And then my dream just ends where I'm like, damn, I never got to play. But uh, no, I, I definitely don't have regrets. I'm super happy and grateful that I, I played hockey because one, it's a great sport. Um, and two, I got to meet a lot of really good people. And it was like a humbling thing for me because I played like some like higher levels of hockey. And it was just kind of like one of the first times you grow up here and you're good here and you think you're good. And then you realize you're not good. <laughs> and like, I, I only held my own, but I, I got to a point for me where I just lost the fun. It got too serious. It was not like anything that I, I was like super hype about anymore. So when I left, it, I, fortunately, I was able to jump from hockey to music. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, I'm done with hockey. Now what do I do? Yeah. I was kind of building up the whole music thing while I was still playing hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, for me, it was like, I've seen some of the best players play. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to work to get to that point. Gotcha. So I, I just kind of want to rock with the it's music. A grind, bro. Oh, yeah. No, I, I completely get that, you know, and it's like you see all the work you're going to have to put in, and it's like, is this really what I want to do? And it, it, it's taxing on your family. Absolutely. Like, yeah. It like, costs your family money. It costs them time. The travel. Oh, travel. Exactly. There's no ice around here. So, yeah. like, you really, like, in order to get good, you have to travel just to be able to practice. Absolutely. No, yeah. And as well, speaking of, uh, you know, your bad dream, your nightmare. I remember one tournament where we were playing on in which you forgot your skates, if I'm not mistaken. And I had to use the blues. Yes, you used the, blue the blues. Snap on yes. rental skates. From Neville Island, I'm pretty sure. Yes. The rental skates. I probably still had a Hattie that game. I Dude, think you did. No, I'm, like, I'm pretty sure you scored like two goals. What a feeling that would be, though, to be like, oh, fuck, the one thing that I need to play this game, I forgot. Bro, and it's like skates are not something you just throw on. You have to be used to your skates. Like, yeah, that was so funny. I remember I, remember I taped over them. So kids wouldn't see that I was using the blue rental skates. Yes. I, I used I, hockey tape and just tape black yeah. hockey tape. I think over you went them. through like two rolls. <laughs> that is so fucking. It was just so ridiculous. Oh, but everyone so on our funny. team obviously knew, and it was just I like, know. "This is so funny." That was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that is hysterical. And then mentioning, like, I mean, later on in your career, you know, you go up to Pittsburgh. You're playing with travel teams and stuff like that. And then, you know, I mean, you're playing with. I don't. I. I don't mean to name drop, but I'm going to name drop with. Mario, Mario Lemieux's son. Yes, Austin. Fuck, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. I played two years. Mario Lemieux was the assistant coach. Bob Airy, who's yep. uh, the Penguins announcer, Chad. His son, Chad Airy, was on my team. Also, when I played for the Hornets, Chris Shiro, who was Ray's Ray Shiro's kid. son, played oh on my, my team. God. Yeah, a lot of like big <laughs> Pittsburgh people. And low-key, that was one thing for me where like I feel like living in L.A., I don't get nearly as starstruck anymore because when I was a kid and Mario Lemieux walked into the locker room, that's a fact. That was like the biggest thing ever. Especially I would have like, shit my pants. I had a Maryland, New Jersey growing up. And like, <laughs> I, I was just like, oh my God, like this is him. And then his son, Austin, played on my line. So like, it was, it was wild. And I was always trying to get Austin goals. <laughs> like, that was like my smart, thing. Like, just, smart, smart. Because Austin, he played up a year and he was kind of smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you could tell Mario really wanted him to have like good competition early. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was at a pretty big disadvantage just because he was so small. Yeah. So like, was always just trying to like feed him as much as I could. But do you know? Does he still play or try? Yeah, to play he now? plays in. Uh, I'm pretty sure he plays in the USHL. 
which oh, is, damn, which is he, the top yeah, junior, yeah, uh, no, in, in the in the U.S. Yeah, so. he's he's doing he's doing good. Dude. Shout out Austin. That's crazy. Did he ever uh, was he was he a coach on the bench too? Yeah, yeah, he, he'd be bench. on the bench. I mean, not every game, but yeah. whenever yeah. he could, he'd be there. Whenever whenever he can make it. I mean, did, were, were players on the other team come up to you and be like? I mean, are you yeah. serious? You have Mario Lemieux <laughs> yeah. on your bench. Right. And I felt really bad because his son would get targeted so much yeah. just because, like, the name on the back of the jersey. Oh, so yeah. people would run at him, like, nonstop. Um, but when we played, we had a tournament in Quebec, Canada, which was, like, an amazing place. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally, they have ice rinks outside. Like, we have basketball courts. Yeah. Like, That's just, insane. Just recreational ice rinks, like, everywhere. Um, but we played in the Pepsi Arena, and every game we played sold out like thousands wow. of people in this arena because it was Mario Lemieux's team. <laughs> yeah. Our pin, you, we would trade pins at hockey tournaments. So like you'd just like exchange pins with like the Junior Flames or like the Junior Kings. Our pins were going for, on eBay for like $120 a piece. Holy shit. And we could literally get any pin from any team we wanted because everybody wanted the Junior Penguins pin because it was like Mario Lemieux's team. It had like Lemieux, Crosby, Malkin like on the pin. It was a sick pin. It was like that big, like an index card. Um, and we would like literally just rob kids because we got like it's incredible like thirty each yeah. to like trade with people. That's awesome. So that sounds like just like Cooperstown with baseball. And Exa- stuff like it's that. exactly it's, what it is. That's it's, crazy. It's hockey's Cooperstown. And was it when you were like eleven or twelve? Yep, I think probably yeah. twelve. And yeah. I think like that's like the biggest hockey tournament for basically. It's basically yeah. the same equivalent of Cooperstown. Yeah, we lost to Team Russia. Really? <laughs> they, they wiped us. Class. Seven Holy nothing. Shit. They all used wooden sticks, like white cages. Just intimidating, no flash at all. It would just be bang, bang, goal, bang, bang, goal, and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" Dude, like, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't tell who their best player was. Like literally, like they the way that Sarlamov they played, or Kovalov or something. Yeah, something off. <laughs> it was literally like it was amazing to watch. It probably looked like robots. Yeah, it, it, they were they were really good at what they did. Yeah, it's a good thing they weren't drug testing back then for that. Young That's funny. Guy. It's a twelve year old thinking <laughs> HGH. I mean, you never know over there. Yeah, you're right. You they don't, probably just bro. grow faster than we do. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, didn't they just get suspended from the Olympics? Uh, yes, was, they did. Uh, Olympics, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because of that stuff, <laughs> they're not allowed to. They're not allowed to medal. I think. Yeah. They rigged the piss tests. Are good correspondent chance. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you, chance. Is that the Invictus, right? Icarus. And uh, I think it's on Netflix, right? Okay, Netflix documentary. Check it out. Heard it here first. Oh my gosh! So hockey, sports, Mario Lemieux, and now you're out there. Who, when you were younger, who was your idol growing up? Uh, probably. I mean, Dan O'Connor from Four Years Strong okay. was a huge one. Austin Carlisle of Mice and Men was a big one, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I I feel like I didn't have too many, too many idols. I mean, I looked up like Crosby a lot. Mm-hmm. LeBron is somebody that like I continue to idolize. Um, just uh, people that are just really good at what they do, like really good at their craft. And I know it's pretty bland to say, but yeah, I, n- I never. There wasn't one person, even like in the music world, behind the scenes. Like there was, I never idolized like an engineer. Or I never mm-hmm. idolized like a producer. Yeah. Um. So for me, it, it was just like I, I kind of just enjoy the people that that make a difference or make a change and or are just really good at something what they do. I feel that. So yeah, it's hard to really pick one thing, but Gotcha. Gotcha. No. And I was gonna ask like, has it changed over time? But it sounds like, you know, you never kept it on one, you know, you always just admired basically 
people and humans just perfecting everything. Yeah, you know, for sure. It. That's why like I love like LeBron. Mm-hmm. I mean, one with like the whole school thing, but also like just seeing someone get so be so good at something for so long, and like. I don't know if he's like better or worse than he was when he first. Like, I think he's definitely better. It looks like he might not stop. I know, yeah. and it's just like it's really cool to see stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just I, I just like to to find people that that I kind of want to uh, work towards. Honestly, do you enjoy seeing him out in uh, L.A. with you? you yeah, I mean, we were just at the club. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, bro, I, I, I up, have yet, I need to see a Lakers game. I've been to Multiple Kings games. Uh, I saw the Pens in L.A., which okay. was really tight, which was literally a home game for the yeah. Penguins. Really? It was amazing, yeah. Um, but, no, nah, I haven't I haven't seen LeBron in person yet, and that's one thing that's been, like, bugging me. I need to do it. I Tickets. feel like he looks huge. Like, it, like, you see him on TV, but I feel like if you – once you see him in actual person, he'll, lo- he'll look so much bigger than you think. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Dude, I'm oh, sure it's huge. He's just a tank. But uh, is there a going back to the music? Is there like a certain theme or style that you enjoy making the most? Yes, or producing the most out of yeah. Currently, right now, what I've been doing mostly is uh, kind of like uh, pop rock. Okay. Um, where it's it's kind of like Beatlesy, where it's not hard, it's not like aggressive, it's just like a good beat mm-hmm. with like catchy melodies on gotcha. top of it and fortunately i don't think there's a lot of it happening right now um and that's the whole point is to kind of build a sound like you as a producer like you want to have a sound you want to have something that people like seek you out for so that's kind of the direction and it's like a blend of me growing up with bands and me hanging out with my friend omer that's a huge pop head and loves yeah. pop music but he also loves bands as well because a lot of bands have hit records but no one knows about them yeah. so it's kind of like a good secret reference be like yo listen to like this band right here and like listen to, like this song like whoa that's like a yeah. smash yeah. but like it has like a hundred thousand plays uh-huh. so like trying to blend just like happy feeling rock music or not like melancholy but yeah that that's kind of where i'm i'm at when i try to make something does with. a does a specific like um genre or artist kind of determine how long it takes to create an entire Correct. song yes and that's one thing I'm I'm kind of like fortunate to be in this position where I kind of pick and choose who I want to work with. Yeah. Um because at the end of the day everybody has to play the role, everybody has to be good at what they do, and when you work with an artist that can finish the writing within an hour, whole thing, like you, you the quality of work you can make is just so much better because you're not sitting there for 3 or 4 hours while they're tracking and trying to hit the right note. Yeah, yeah. Um and so like there's an artist 24K Golden that I work with. Not only is he an incredible artist, he writes for a lot of artists, too. Um, but he is one of the nicest people that I've ever met out there. Really enjoy being around him. And when we work, we can finish a song in two hours. From literally thin air to mixed, mastered, near-done product. <laughs> it's crazy. Because if it takes us an like, hour and 30 to make the beat, he'll write and record the rest of it in 30 minutes. And it's amazing. And he, it's like... There's an art to writing where, like, with, with when you're writing music, uh, you don't want to be too, like, deep. Like, yeah, you yeah. want to make it, like, so first graders, like, understand mm-hmm. what you're saying. Like, if you listen to, like, a Holocy song, she's not spitting bars. She's not, like, it's not super clever, mm-hmm. like, deep things. So, like, a And lot if of, she's like, listening, hit me up, girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. That ass. Nah, she's beautiful. But, uh, like, you Lord. hear a lot of the same, like, things, like, I'll, I'll never let you go. Um, you're so far away from like stuff like that. Very generic phrases. Like so Golden, he can kind of do that and like make it cool as well. Cause technically he's an artist from the Bay Area. 
Uh, so he has like hip hop like in his roots, yeah. but he wants to make hit records. So I really enjoy working with him because he's not in a box. He'll literally do anything. Gotcha. No, that's very cool. And that's, yeah, kind of like what you're saying, you know, you can't be too specific if you want to, you know, appeal to the mass. Absolutely. People. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. No. And then, um, just an old shout out. Uh, I mean, you're just such a funny guy, very charismatic. And I still remember. Thank you. The, the funniest moments I've ever seen with you in it was your Vine career. Oh, my God. With your grandma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is, like, one of the best podcasts because it's, it's so personal. <laughs> yeah, like when I would unplug her oxygen cord from her tank. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you were, like, grabbing beers from the fridge for her or something like that, which she yeah. has for juice. Or... Yeah, no, that, that was uh, rest in peace, Grandma. One of my best friends, gone too soon. Well, I don't know if it was too soon. She was here for a long time. <laughs> but RIP. love you, Graham. No, that was a good time. She was a good sport. She lived with me my whole life. So she was like a second mom at that point. I remember she would always come to the hockey games and everything, too. Yeah, no, she was cool. She was really cool. And yeah, that, was a, that was a really funny time. Vine was fun. Vine Dude, was really and fun. A lot of people popped off from Vine. Yeah, it, it sucks because I stopped using Vine, really, when they added the Revine feature. Which is how people were popping off. Yeah, yeah. Like before, I was like, it was just likes. So mm-hmm. like only the people that followed you could like it. Yeah. And then I stopped really making them. And then Revine came out, and then shit just started spreading way mm-hmm. better. Is it but true yeah, cool. that back in the day you used to have a Justin Bieber haircut, and everybody would call you Bieber? Yes, and I brought that haircut back like three months ago until I got a cut. Really? Seriously? Yeah, I was rocking that shit. You it was hard. Three months too All late. my homies had long. Like a lot of us, a lot of them have really long hair. Mm-hmm. Um. But for me, I just couldn't do it anymore because I was wearing hats all the time. I'm wearing yeah. a hat right now, but like mainly because I didn't, I couldn't fly the hair product that I use. So I have to wear this hat. <laughs> That's brutal. <laughs> My brother had some great stuff that I was using, but he just flew back. So gotcha. Now I'm chilling. Gotcha. And then, uh, you know, speaking with Vine, is is TikTok? Is that the next big thing? Is that resemble Vine to you? Yeah, a bit, for sure. Or? No, it's it's. I think it's way better than Vine. Um, and the TikTok has the music industry by the balls right now. And it's so funny because they do not pay artists for their music, mm-hmm. but they make it very difficult for you to get your music on TikTok. And Arizona, like Roxanne, like that blew up from TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, my homie Golden, like the song Valentino blew up from TikTok. And every label exec or whoever I'm talking to is all like, TikTok, man, we got to get on TikTok. What do we got to do to get on TikTok? We, 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 need, we need people to want to dance to our song on TikTok. And it's like, it's not really how it works. And you got 16-year-old kids, like, shutting down record labels, offering thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Being like, yo, please, just use our song. And they're like, song. no, I don't like your song. <laughs> and they just, like, and that's it. And like I said, like, uh, I know Universal uh, has, like, a big problem with TikTok just because, like, they don't pay. They don't pay artists. So, mm-hmm. like, they're pretty much using their product without giving them any money for it. Like <laughs> they amazing, own, they own the song. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, but on top of that, I think it's a great app. I love scrolling through it. Mm-hmm. it there's a lot of dumb shit on there and a lot of stuff that is just like, I don't need to see. Mm-hmm. And then like, you'll see some really funny stuff or like something really clever or interesting. Yeah. It's cool. I, I, I like it a lot. And like, I, I think it's a little bit better of a vine. And I think the interface, the fact that it's just full screen at all times, yeah, like just full screen video. I think that's really tight. Uh, what do you guys do? You guys like TikTok? Oh, yeah. Dude, I've I've never been on TikTok. Yeah, it's I've, cool. I've, I've this... seen videos, but like I didn't realize it was like kind of set up like a uh, a Vine esque type thing. Yeah, you just scroll and there's videos as you go. What's so good? Like I thought it was kind of like 
a, like a Snapchat filter type thing at first, to be honest with you. Like, I had no idea. The first things I started seeing was, like, side by side. Like, someone would take someone's video, and then, like, they would do, like, a one and two dance or something yeah. like that. And they just add on and stuff like that. It was really cool to see that creativity. Yeah, no, th- there's a lot of super creative uh things on there i'm trying to think of some of like the the trend oh did you see the one where they would like throw the shit up in the air yeah like yeah, that yeah. was another like tiktok thing that happened that was really funny i and saw those yeah, yeah. like throwing chairs yeah. and shit and just waiting there and everyone just keeps doing their own and stuff and just yeah, yeah. it's, it's kind of wild it just like takes over by the masses in the storm and it's it's crazy and uh yeah that's just wild like what do you think that like well what's your favorite social media twitter Twitter by far, I yeah. Agree. yeah, yeah. Just because I don't know if because I'm getting like older, mm-hmm. uh, like don't mind the reading, yeah. Um, but I think people are more themselves on Twitter. I mm-hmm. think Instagram people are a little fake. Um, just kind of like you can really filter what you want people to see on on other uh, apps. I really don't use Snapchat. I get a weird vibe with Snapchat. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I only also, just use it for tip picks. Yeah, I don't get any tip picks. Uh, I really have no need for it. <laughs> Uh, but no, I, I like Twitter because I mean, it takes a lot of like some people I mean, people are sharing thoughts, and a lot of times people don't. I really don't use Facebook. Uh, I use Instagram a good bit, but yeah, Twitter is definitely my favorite. Yeah, you're yeah. you're growing to the Instagram no, life I, a little bit. I agree. I'm I I am like growing a little bit on the Instagram, but kind of like what Nick's saying, you know, it, it is you know you're only putting out what you want people to say. You're only putting yeah. your best pictures. You know, you're yeah. at a wedding and you know you're taking a picture of yourself. You're not even putting the gr- bride and the groom. You're basically saying, like, I look really damn good right now, and I'm posting this picture. Thanks for the invite to the wedding. That's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, it, it's uh, not everybody does it, obviously, but um, I don't know. People are weird with it, too, and I'm even kind of weird about it, too. Like, I, I don't like to post, like, random shit on there just yeah. because I feel like there's a weird threshold to it. I um, just I, – I, I miss Twitter when – I felt like I could tweet and not be judged about my statements. Like, I, f- I find myself holding back mm. for things that I would normally want to tweet just because, for some reason, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, how's, how are the, out- how's the outside world going to interpret that tweet? Yeah, and, and even for me, I have, like, a rule for myself. It's like, I try not to spread. Uh, I try not to get angry or sad on the Internet. Um, like, if I have, like, a bold a opinion, I, I never try to – I never put that out there yeah. just because it's so easy to, to fuck up someone's day. Mm-hmm. Uh, with some bad vibes. So even with Twitter, I always try to be positive and show love and be good vibes. And same thing yeah. with Instagram. I, I try not to take myself too seriously mm-hmm. um, because, like, I'm I'm not trying to argue with anybody. No, I feel <laughs> so, you. like, even as, like, putting out something that if I see something that's weird or I don't like what someone said, I just got to leave it, leave it yeah. be. So 2019 is coming to an end. Yes. What do you what, – what's a personal goal you want to accomplish by the end of 2020? Happiness. Just like finding a better, better state of mind. It's tough. Like, there's no routine in my life right now. Like, it's literally I kind of just get up, do whatever, whatever I want, which is cool and all. But it's a lot of like alone thinking time, where my brain's not very occupied. So I, I need to focus on like getting out more, spending more time with people, spending time with friends, talking with family. Uh, yeah, because this last like couple years out there it was just. I mean, the first year was just scary. Yeah. Like. It's what the fuck, like how, a whole I'm, new world, like, wild, yeah. wild west. Because even like you move like to Pittsburgh or somewhere around here, like you still have somewhat of a network. When you go across the country, like you have nobody. Like you have to make all your friends back. Like you it's don't know, wild. like you don't know your buddy's dad from high school that is doing this. I can help you. Yeah. Like no one can help you. So it's like really got to fend for yourself. Um, and then the year after that, like that first year kind of paid off. I was working with Skies, so that was helping me a ton. 
just grinding, 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 making that transition from independent to somebody that works with record labels. Um, and then this year has been great. Worked with like every record label for the most of the record labels and have like a solid foundation, um, making like a steady living. So now like this next year, it's like, yo, just try to like be a little happier. Yeah, because I, it's a sad, sad period. I know it's a kind of cheesy question because it's hard for me to even think, but it, I feel like you can answer this just because the industry that you're in. What? So this decade's coming to a close. This next decade, what would make you feel like comfortable with what you did? Like, what do you want to accomplish to where by the end of this decade coming up, you can kind of just sit back and be like, I did what I wanted to do. For like, are you talking about like from 2020 to 2030? Yeah. Just, just like, just kind of like a couple goals. Like, I know it's hard because it's I mean, 10 years honestly, away. I mean, definitely making some life-changing songs. I, w- I want to make at least one song that you play at your wedding, you play at the fucking graduation. Like, That's one awesome. of those songs. Like, one that, like, like, for me, when the first time I heard, like, Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran, mm-hmm. I was like, this song is going to be played at every wedding yeah. forever. And, I mean, the whole point of music, it has such a big impact on people. So if I'm really going to be in this game, like, I need to leave my mark with at least one record. That is like really gonna get people through some some tough times and like in twenty twenty thirty like if I can look back and be like I changed a lot of lives and I brought a lot of joy to people that would honestly be like hell yeah I, I would feel like I served my purpose on right the earth. I fuck like, with that I mean I feel like that's we, we all need to be like that no matter what we do in life like got to bring value to people I'm sure people listen to this just to like get away from the bullshit that they're they're just in the car like I got to drive to Pittsburgh I'm just gonna put this on and just like vibe out for a little bit and like you guys are bringing value and so that's what we all need to be worried about right now yeah. And speaking of, you know, you you trying to change uh, and make 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 the people feel with your music, feel that emotion. Um, I got a hypothetical. Would you rather win a Stanley Cup or be a part of a Grammy win? Grammy. Grammy. Quick answer. Quick answer. I, I love my hockey. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but Grammy is that's important. It's not important. It doesn't. It's like oh, you don't have a Grammy. It is though. No but like it, it's uh yeah. It's just like. I would be so fortunate to be in that uh, because with hockey, like I said, this might be weird, but you can't really do it without your parents mm-hmm. and you have to be in a decent financial position to yeah. even play the game. Yeah. Um, and so like you can't really say it's all you mm-hmm. and my parents definitely helped me with like my music shit and whatnot. Yeah. But at the same time, like, this was me doing it. Like my, my parents are not musically gifted. They didn't like yeah. grow up like giving me like recording equipment. Mm-hmm. I just something I really fell in love with. I really did it. And if I was able to take it, just me, like take it from A to Grammy, that would be a way crazier worthwhile journey than me. Like my parents like put me into college at a prep school and doing this, and then I go to the yeah. Stanley Cup like almost a guaranteed path. Mm-hmm. Get on it. Like that would still be amazing. Don't get me wrong, but this is kind of a more like fend for yourself mm-hmm. survival mode i feel like i'm in right now and it's got to be definitely different because you know i mean the stanley cup hockey is obviously kind of passy by like not passy by but i mean you chose music yeah and the grammy win like is you know a possibility yeah for out sure. there you know not saying it's like a close shot or a long shot it's like that is definitely it's a, a possibility 100 percent in the future that is attainable so i mean I, I think you definitely answered correctly if there were correct answers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I was like, nah, Stanley Cup. Like, <laughs> like, like, well, you're never going to get that <laughs> in your entire <laughs> life. We're like, hey, we're cutting that. We're cutting yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But um, It is the greatest trophy in sports, though. Absolutely. I will say that. No. It's a beautiful trophy. Yeah. Have you ever touched it? Yes. Yes? No. No. Nah. 
No, I haven't. Exactly. Me too. No, no. We no, don't I've been around it. Yeah. No, I, I, I really didn't because I remember every time I'd be around it, everybody would be like, don't touch it. Yeah. Or you'll never, you'll yeah. never get it. <laughs> Fuck, Jeez. I might have touched it. That's why I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. So, um, you know, just with the holidays, Christmas just happened. Um, you know, are you a Christmas guy? Are you a big, uh, big holiday guy? Or? I, I, I do love Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, like, huge in the sense of, like, Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I, I I I enjoy Christmas a lot. Gotcha. What uh? What was the favorite present you gave someone? Oh, what's a? <laughs> we're, gonna be, um, we're gonna be selfless, not selfish. Favorite present. I'm trying to think. That's a yeah. You there's you, a lot of presents out there, so I'm trying to think what what was what. Like that might have been for his birthday. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna general, I'm just gonna throw all the presents in there. Yeah. Um. Uh, I feel I feel like you could have like made like your parents something though. Like remember back in grade school where you'd make something yeah, and your parents were would garbage. be like, yeah. like fuck yeah. yeah. But they'd love them though, bro. Like remember you? <laughs> dip, I, all right, I'll say I, I bought my dad a uh, a really really nice chef's knife. Oh. Just an eight inch chef's knife, but like. He has like a ton of knives, but he doesn't have like one nice one. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's a beautiful like Japanese steel, like nice handle. It's like heavy. It's got weight on it. And my dad like is a chef, so yeah, like it's his favorite knife that he owns. Mm -hmm. And it's just cool knowing that like he uses it all the time, and it's like his knife. Mm -hmm. Like, don't like that's that's the good knife. No, those I I got him that. No, those are the best gifts. Like, you have to go practical nowadays. Yeah, because I mean, you can't just get something then they throw it in the corner. It's never going to be used. I mean. Yeah, I feel like if you take an everyday item for somebody and just upgrade it, it's mm-hmm. a good gift. Like, if you buy someone a really nice pillow, yeah, it's like, that's kind of sick. I, no, really I, nice I agree. <laughs> I do. Like, <laughs> like, shit that they'll use. Yeah. That's what I look for now. Yeah, but they, they wouldn't spend the money on a nice pillow. Exactly. But it's like, why not? Or like one of those Buffy, uh, those eucalyptus fiber sheet comforter oh, things. I've been seeing a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I just used a weighted blanket. Oh, my God. I just learned this year how amazing a weighted blanket Tra- is. Changed my life. Oh my god! I haven't napped all year. I haven't napped all year. All right, I put this thing on. I was out in like five minutes, and it, it was amazing. And I was sleeping on a couch last night at my parents' house, and it hugs you like so much to a point where like you don't fidget and like you can't really like move that much. You feel so safe. You feel so safe. No ghost. No monsters. No nothing. No nothing. Dude, so Gravity where, blankets. <laughs> where can everybody find you? Is there anything you want to plug? Anything upcoming that's uh, coming out for people to hear? Or what's going on? I mean, I'm, I'm working a lot of Landing Cubes records that are coming out. I'm playing a huge, huge role in. He's like doing way, like he's not rapping really. It's it's singing. It's like really good pop music. Uh, two for K Golden is another, it's not pop. It's like rock, pop, rock type stuff. Yeah. Um, two for K Golden. I don't have like a lot of records with him. I have like like seven or eight right now. Um, but he's somebody I want everybody to, to look up and root for because he's an amazing person. Uh, City of Angels. He has a song on an, an EP that he just dropped called City of Angels that me and my friend Omer made with him. And it was actually the first day that I met Golden, we made that song. So check him out. He's amazing. Uh, and then on top of that, just a, just more more records. I'm always trying to find new artists to work with. I have a, like a 16-year-old from Australia that I'm really hype on. Name's Kid Leroy. He just had a song drop on the Lyrical Lemonade channel. Oh my gosh! Um, he's one of my really good friends too, and I'm working with him. 
but yeah, it, it's still we got a long way to go. A lot of records still need to come out, but uh, in, in a in a good spot at the moment. Awesome, dude. Well, hey, we appreciate you coming by, bro. Yo, thank you guys so much for having me. It's been shout a out to the Juice Box Pod. Yeah, baby, Wheeling's finest. Wheeling's finest. <laughs> See ya. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Neek. Nico, we appreciate you stopping by. We can't wait for you to come back. Um, boys, how did you like Mando? Finale of season one. What was it? Chapter eight. Chapter yeah, eight. All I got to say is I really, really loved like that opening scene with the two speeder bikes and the two speeder stormtroopers. Just like... I just thought it was hilarious. I think that honestly was one of my favorite scenes in the whole season. uh, In the whole season, I would say. But um, it was so funny how they're trying to shoot whatever they are shooting, and none of them could hit it because like that's (laughs) just like vintage stormtrooper, like can't hit shit. I really loved that part. Um, What do you guys think? Well, uh, it's funny about that scene. I was reading through Reddit today, and people said if you check the credits. One of those actors is Jason Sudeikis, and the other one's Adam Pally, who I've not heard of, but Jason Sudeikis is fucking hilarious. That's incredible, dude. That makes me like so, it even more. Yeah, like the show, they did that a lot this season. They had like a lot of different comedians with small cameo roles, yeah. like almost hidden. I mean, yeah. what's his face had the biggest one? Um, Bill, Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Yeah, I just and feel I like his character is kind of cool. Yeah, I just feel like that episode's. And I know it's because it's the finale, but that's just what we've been waiting for this whole time. You get some one-on-one goofy-ass conversation with stormtroopers. You get the action. You know, we we, we get a we get a sick jetpack scene. You know that what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that was awesome. That like was that, sick, the that whole episode had me on my toes the whole time. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool scenes that episode. Uh, like once IG the droid took over the the speeder bike and came flying back into town. Like the way he flipped Baby Yoda on his oh, yeah, side. Dude. What a f- yeah. he, first of all, shout out IG. His character shout was fucking IG. legit. I don't like. I wish we got more of him throughout the season, but and he went out like a fucking boss. Yeah, I love the uh, the uh, character development of Mando because he hated droids the whole like basically the whole first half of the show, mm-hmm. and then he didn't want. He didn't want uh, IG to sacrifice himself for them. Yep. He was like, no, dude, like, don't do that. You could just see, like, he actually, IG grew on Mando. That was yeah. pretty cool. I was, I mean, was shocked we got to see his face. Yeah. I did not think that was coming. Like, I didn't think that was going to happen. What a gorgeous face, though. Man, it's, it's nice to see that face all in one piece, yeah. <laughs> not Amen. smashed on Amen. the ground. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. But, dude, what about uh, Baby Yoda just taking the flame from the flamethrower oh, stormtrooper and just, like, launching it back what at him, bro? What a sick force moment, dude. Like, honestly, they got everything right with that Baby Yoda character. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's one of the best Star Wars characters in a hot minute. I like, like Baby Yoda. They're the, smart. The mannerisms with, like, just hilarious, like... They're smart the, how they the did The comedy, it. his little subtle yeah, comedy exactly. moments, like, it's just great. Because he's, like, a cute little cute little Yoda. I mean, he got he has force powers, which yep. every Star Wars people love. His mannerisms, he's funny. He's got, like, it all. Like, yep. baby Yoda. He's the total package he, he for really Star is. Wars. He, they knocked it out of the park with baby Yoda. I thought it was sure. cool. They also said, they said the word Jedi as well. Yeah. The yeah. first time ever. Yes. I think the armorer did. Yeah, so I, I think she's going to be... A bigger character next season because she survived, right? 
It sounds, yeah, it sounds she, like she I know Mando's leaving, but it sounds like um, what's his face, and then what's the girl's Grief name? Grief and Kara. Kara. I don't get Kara at all. That's one thing I just don't get in this whole like stem of characters. Why I, not? I don't know. I, it's just you know she like refused to leave Mando behind. And it was like, like why? Because she's just lost so many people before. Like I don't, you know, like I, I don't know. She's like drawn to Mando, but there's no romance, or there wasn't any romance like stuck in there before in an earlier yeah. episode. No, you're right. There. I mean, it's I just think strange. it's kind of just like a respect thing. Like, I think with the episodes, you know, they've spent obviously spent more time together than the episodes show. You know what I mean? Especially with the little splits between episodes, and mm. you know, I don't know. So. What, what do we think, like, about, like, how, what the armor lady told Mando that he has, like, his, his new mission or whatever is to find. Yeah, he's baby Yoda's dad now. Yes, yeah, he but is, like, but he, his mission is to, like, find where he came from, right? Right. So, like, do you think that's going to be, like, the basis of the whole show? It's, like, Mando and baby Yoda's, like, expedition? Yeah, I, I do. I think next season is going to be... Here's what I think, and I th- I think especially with the little reveal at the end of the episode uh, with Moff Gideon, he has the dark oh, fuck. the dark saber. Dave right? Yes, it's the dark saber. Yes. Right? That's what it's and called. That's, it has the same exact look to it as the yeah. one in the Clone Wars. Like it looks like an <laughs> it, actual. It looks blade. fucking awesome, dude. So so tough. it's real. I'm excited for an explanation to how he got that. But yeah, I think Mando's probably in search of his race or species. He's probably going to encounter. I think they're going to encounter some kind of Jedi or someone that has a lightsaber next season because you're not going to, you know, introduce the dark saber and not have someone fight against them with another lightsaber. We still never really found out who that one was. That what episode was it? Uh, five it was like or five, six? Yeah. At the very right. end of the episode, where the guy, like, all you saw was like, I think his foot. Yeah. Or whatever. I still just really am starting to think that that was just a straight up, like, Easter egg. Because they were on Tatooine, and that's where Boba Fett supposedly died. But if, you, if I'm pretty sure he survived that pitfall. So I think they're just kind of maybe it's just a little Easter egg. I hope that plays into something in the next season. Yeah. That would be cool. Also, we found out who saved who saved young Mando. Yeah. Or yeah. What was, uh, we found out who saved Din Djarin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, a, just a whole squad of Mando. Just a whole squad of just like. Regular Mando's. Well, I was so reading, and I, I can't find it now. But they were, if you looked at their sigil and their colors, they were a specific band of okay. Mandalorians. Yeah, they were, like blue, that, they were they're green, right? right? Yeah, they were yeah. a Clone Wars band of Mandalorians that like split away from the actual whole group. Like they were like almost like a a side gang or whatever that who split away from the original order. And I can't find the name of them, but I, it is known Star Wars lore. Apparently, what the name of them is. Also, there was one part where they said, like, oh, they were there for the... I think it was when uh, Moff was talking to him. He was like, they were there for the songs of the Siege of Mandalore or something like that. And I was like, that just sounds so similar to, like, the Reigns of Castamere. Like, Doesn't kind of it? using, like, Game of Thrones-esque yeah. language mm-hmm. on those stuff and stuff. And I thought that was really cool. But honestly, I liked, I thought this episode was fantastic. Yep. Yeah. It was probably the best one of the series for me. Uh, good action, good, like, tense moments. 40 minutes, too. Yeah, it, was, it had some good length. Good. Great fucking scenes. I mean, the, how weird was that droid? You thought it was going to be in like an R2-D2? Yeah. yeah it was like outfitted with legs. He like stood up. I was like, whoa. Yeah, dude. It, it, 
we've never seen that before. No. Like, they've always been those, like, dumbass mechanical asteroid, like, whatever. And then he just stands up, has the arms and everything. It just, that it, was I thought cool. it was pretty cool, yeah. And then uh, I... What's his name? IG when he self-destructs and just blows up all the stormtroopers. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for next season after that one. For so, sure. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, coming fall 2020, which yeah. is shorter, right? I mean, kind of. Yeah, I mean that's not. I, I mean that's years. not. Yeah, it's not. Do too you think far, we'll right? get yeah. eight a little again? less than a year, depending on when in fall, I guess. Yeah. You think we'll get eight chapters again? I think it'll probably just be another eight episodes. Yeah. yeah. I wish it was more because I can't get like enough. Thirty minutes still too, and and I don't know. <laughs> I think I, in the next two months, uh, the last season of Clone Wars comes out. Ooh. So, you know, maybe we could talk about that on here if we all get caught up on it. But but so between then and now, I don't think any of the other shows are gonna like that were announced are gonna start. No, see, yeah, yeah. So I, I think Mando will be back on even still before any of the other new Kenobi. shows yeah, start, which yeah. I didn't realize. When Disney Plus was coming out, that we had to wait like all this time I for know. all the other shows, but that's a whole other, whole other thing. So yeah, I'm excited for season two for Mando, all those other new shows coming out on Disney Plus. Yep, it was a great watch. Yeah, it was. So guys, we're winding down 2019, and we're also winding down on the decade. So let's just start off. What are some of your guys' best or favorite movies? Of the decade, do you think? Dude, mine start in the very, very early years of the decade. I Hit believe me. they are both 2011. My no particular order. I'm going to give you two. One, Fast Five. Oh, great movie. Fast Five is a heater. Literally what one, year was that? Did you look at 2011. Sometimes I debate in my head if that's not just the best one I think, out of the series. Honestly, in my Dude. opinion... I think it is. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, you're going... So they did what? Tokyo Drift was in 2003. Then all of a sudden, they bring Fast and Furious back in 2009. You kind of just think, okay, that's the that's it. Right. Then they come back with Fast Five. That's when they bring in um, Tyrese, Ludacris. They bring the whole gangs back from all the original ones and end up like... It, it, it was amazing. It was great. It was I amazing. I love that movie, Fast dude. Five, yeah, dude. There was. are some fucking awesome cars in that movie, too, if you're a car aficionado. Some, some, seriously, some of my dream cars in that movie. Two is the town. Is oh, that, hell yeah. Was that 2010s? I think it was 2011 okay, also. Okay, then help, dude. Yeah, we were well, definitely, then that's I was my definitely number in college. One. Dude, I mean, that movie, just the whole the story of how... You know, they're bank robbers because their parents were bank robbers and a generation just of bank robbers. And, you know, you got the uh, mafia gangster Italian or whatever he is, flower guy. You know, you got like the old school boss. He's of Irish. It all. Irish, yeah, whatever he is. But I, I don't know. That's just a that's a great movie. Nobody plays the Italian Irish better than the, better than the Italians. <laughs> yeah, I see. That's why he's Italian. <laughs> I was trying to think uh, of movies, and I had a couple come to mind. I guess I was really trying to think of movies that like made me feel something, if if, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. The first one that came to mind was the first Kingsman movie. Now, like when I saw that movie, I was like in awe the whole time. It was a crazy take on like the kind of like the James Bond esque spy movies. I've never seen them. You've never seen I've any. Seen, of the Kingsman? I saw the second one. I, I mean, I heard they're incredible. They are, dude. You have to watch the first one. I I saw uh, I saw the second one with Jack in the theaters, but the first one 
is fucking phenomenal. Like dead ass, it's so good. So that came to mind, and then another one we saw recently. I'm t- I'm telling you that Joker oh, really dude. made heater, me feel. Dude. Yeah, it's a great Absolute movie. Heater made me feel something. I agree. I like I like how you said you it, you thought of the movies that made you feel something because that's true. That's I mean that's kind of how I think about it too. Before I rattle off mine, I was looking up the highest grossing movies of all time, and it's crazy. We've had a crazy good decade of movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because out of the top 20 highest grossing, obviously there's inflation and shit, but highest top 20 uh, grossing movies, 18 of them were from this decade. The other two were Titanic and Avatar, which are both banging movies too. Well, yeah, I think when Avatar, when all those movies start coming out, they'll be right back at the yeah. top. Oh, that, they will for sure. Dude, People that, are obsessed with that story. That yeah. movie was incredible. I mean, it is pretty wild. Yeah. Like, it's an incredible movie. It's an incredible take, like, it, just on, like, the world itself in yeah. terms of using that species versus humans. I, I don't know. That but movie was crazy. A few of mine, um, I was really a big, big Southpaw I love that movie. movie. I don't know. I don't know why Jake Gyllenhaal. He's great. He's one. I think he's he's one of the the best actors. Like he can transform him his body. Like he can play anybody. I love that movie. It was so dark, but it had such a good like redemption story. It's to so it, wild you know? to think that they that they uh, filmed the quarter of that movie with Eminem. Yeah, and that was supposed to be Eminem. Yeah. And then oh he, wow, I didn't know that. And he he quit. Or no, the, I did hear this. He yeah, was doing the, boxing the sound movie. Movie. And track. I think he said it was too much or something. Yeah. But I yeah, I love Southpaw. Um Captain America Civil War. Probably my favorite Marvel movie. You guys know I love the Marvel stuff. Um I'm gonna kinda sound like a dork for this one, but the live action remake of uh Beauty and the Beast I thought was absolutely incredible. I don't know. I, I wasn't even a Beauty and the Beast guy animated version growing up, but for some reason, I just really loved that. I, I, you know, I connected with that movie for some reason. I thought it was incredible. Emma Watson, absolutely beautiful. Um, Facts. And that last one I just saw recently, actually, with my man Shia, uh, Peanut Butter Falcon. Man, oh that, yeah. Did you I get still to see need that to see one? It, man. That was one of those. that kind of makes you. Oh, it's a feel good movie. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I really love that one. So what uh what do you think your guys' best shows would be? Well, I mean, you, you can't talk about the decade without talking about Game of Thrones. And I don't want to go on and on about yeah. Game of Thrones. I feel clear. like we're all just gonna agree with that. You know, hate hate or love the end of the show. You know how it ain't ended. It's still like the big it, biggest show of all time. Almost. I, I don't know about money wise or whatever, but it it definitely caused a like cultural revolution. You know, it, it stirred some things up. Yeah, and honestly, dude, I think even though it was only one season, but I think Euphoria was wild too. Euphoria for the decade. was the new Zendaya show um, that uh-huh. it was on HBO, and it was just a wild, over dramatized take on kids in high school in terms of like partying and doing drugs and like what happens. It was like an overemphasized show, and it was. It was wild. Like, talking about a show that puts you in a mood kind of like the Joker, like, mm-hmm. that show, like, it's it's wicked for sure. Hell yeah. The There was just one season of this, obviously, but I don't know if you guys watched it. We watched uh, it was when I was in college. I can't remember exactly what year, but The People vs. O.J., yeah, that, that, that show, oh, man, I thought it was so good. Like, the cast of it was very good. I mean, Cuba Gooding Jr. doesn't really look like O.J., but everyone else 
like the Travolta Lord. was in that, right? Yeah, yeah. like yeah, the yeah. Lord. I forget who he. I forget the guy's name, but the guy who played Johnny Cochran, amazing. Yeah, he was amazing too, and the the woman was amazing that played. Um, the, yeah, I can't remember yeah. the names, but I just I thought I loved that show. New uh, Girl, New Girl's one that jumps out to me too. New Girl, yeah, that's a good show. Stranger Things can't sleep on that's that. That's why I was, that was my other one. I was going to yeah. talk about was Stranger Things. Like I thought, it took me a while to actually start Stranger Things. I didn't start it till the third season dropped, so I binged all three seasons. I thought it was great. I, I, yeah. I, I thought it was really a, a cool take, and the '80s uh, setting was pretty awesome. Um. Another show, I think I've talked about it on here before, but Boardwalk Empire was like before Game of Thrones came out, easily my favorite show. It's still up there in top five for me. It's a fucking awesome show, like especially with the detail and everything. Like it's crazy detailed. Who do you think's dominated this decade, Netflix or HBO? Probably Netflix. Oh uh, well, I mean, it's that's, hard. that's tough to say because like you know, um, with original content, I'd still say HBO. Yeah, the the only one that like, but now the, Netflix is still like they're just pumping more and more out. Like I've heard this Witcher show is pretty awesome. And so House far. of Cards was incredible. Yeah, I've, everyone loved House of Cards. Stranger Things is awesome. Yeah, Stranger Things is their biggest show. And then there was a Longmire show that a lot of people watched. It was about a a guy that played like an old western type cop. That went on for seven seasons on Netflix. Yeah, and I guess it's I really mean good. they got. Um, Narcos, people really Narco. like Narcos. I love the Narcos. There was series, a one bro. season show on Netflix. I think it was seven episodes. It's called Godless. I don't yeah, know if I never you guys... watched that, but you told me. Oh too. man, it's, it was kind of like a western too. But uh, dude, I, I, you guys should probably check that one out. What was that dude's name? The not Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber, the other guy. Um, what oh, was his uh, face? Um, we all Jeff know Daniels? Jeff Daniels. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Daniels. Daniels. He was he was the. Uh, the antagonist of the show, and he was incredible. And I just think you guys have probably yeah. Netflix that had out. they had uh, what? What's the show that's kind of parodying uh, how how to make a murder with the turd burglar with with Jimmy Tatro? Oh, um, <laughs> I know exactly. Um, shit, what is the name of the Amer- or scandal? American Vandal. American yeah. Vandal. Dude, that show won a bunch of awards. That show is. I'm telling you, if you haven't watched American Vandal the first season, even the second season, like. Dude, that, there's some brilliant moments in that show with how they filmed it and stuff. Like, the concepts they came up with. It's pretty fucking awesome. I encourage you. It, those are That's a quick watch. Both seasons, just watch that show. So, I mean, Netflix, ha- I think they have been killing it with the original content. Yeah. They're, they're only going to continue. But I still would say over the decade, decade. I think HBO probably still has yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So with let's, original content. Let's like, get our hands involved here. What about video games, bro? And I'm looking at you because I know okay. you're a big... yeah. You're a big game guy. Yeah, so I got a couple games in mind. Um, so back in two, th- this isn't. I'm gonna rewind a little bit here, but back in 2006, a game called Gears of War came out, and it was became like my favorite game ever. I was obsessed with it. They made they made two sequels that, or three sequels after that, and they were so so. They you know they were still pretty good, but not as good as the original. Then in 2014, I believe. They did a remaster of the first one. It's called Gears of War Ultimate Edition. Hands down, it's got to be my favorite game of this decade. So that's personal answer. Uh, an, another good game. Um, I got my Switch two years ago, and that like changed 
everything for me. I could like handheld game again, which I hadn't done since I owned a game. Do you do Boy. it on the TV too sometimes? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. When, like when I'm playing Super Smash, like if my brother and I are playing it or Mario Kart, we're on the TV. Is it that easy to just like, boom? dude? It's a split second. Yeah. I, I need, I you need just to get pop one it right in. Sure. It's instantly up there. Damn. The Switch is awesome. And the, the first game I got for the Switch was uh, the new Zelda game, Breath of the Wild. It's got to be one of the top games of the decade. It's fucking awesome. I'm actually still not even done with it. You can pour, like, hours and hours into that game. It's awesome, I'm telling you. I'm a big Nintendo guy, too, so yeah. I probably would love Nintendo Switch. Dude, it's it's a great system. And I think it, it actually ended up... I think it's surpassed the... It hasn't been out as long as the Xbox One or the PS4, but it surpassed it in sales and everything. Like, it's a big-time-selling console. It's super popular. Other games, though, those are two of my personal favorites. I have to admit, I was big on the Fortnite craze. That's the biggest game ever. Ever, now. dude. Do you so, think it'll stay, like, always the biggest game ever? Yeah, dude, like, I really do. I, at I, at I least, do I'd say at least for another... Another decade, I swear. I'd I say swear. it's po- possible. I mean... Only time will tell because with the new system coming out next year, holiday 2020, True. we'll see. Like, I don't know if, if Fortnite's going to just transfer right over to that new console or if they're going to make a new Fortnite or how they plan on doing that. But that's, that'll be a big moment for them. So we'll, we'll see if they, if they survive the new console. But, you know, Tig wants me to say COD. I don't know. <laughs> I'm up in the air on COD. Hey guys, don't a lot sleep. of CODs have come don't out. Don't sleep on Minecraft either, though. Minecraft, Minecraft huge yeah. game, it's a big, big game. game. Dude, I, see, I'm just trying to think because we have a whole ten years we're talking about here, dude. And when I was I, when I was 16, 17 years old, I was spending ten hours a day playing Minecraft. You were, yeah, so in 2010, like the 360 was still the big system out, mm-hmm. and the PS3. So you got to think of games for that era. Grand Theft Auto Five is Damn. definitely oh, one dude, of the, I not even the most popular of games of the decade. Grand for Theft sure. Auto Five was incredible. Dude, it's still so popular. Their online mode that it like dominates. They, they, Rockstar won't develop. Like they probably have developed other games, but like they're still making so much money on Grand Theft Auto Five. They're like, we don't even need to put it out. Yeah, a the new only game other yet. thing they did was Red Dead Two. Dude, exactly. That, that's the only it. Other thing I remember Red like you could buy your own like. I, I did it after I beat the game. You probably could during the game. But I bought my own garage and had, like, four or five, like, sick-ass cars I would just customize Hell and yeah. then put them in there. Dude, dude on the like store. You could do the, so online, much. the online mode is crazy. The the houses and garages you can buy are, like, insane. You could do so you much You could do on so much game. on there. You can buy, like, businesses and corporations now and, like, run. Like, you could do all these four-person heists and stuff, like, Rob, like, it, it, it's fucking incredible. That you game can is just awesome. buy the online game, which yeah. is crazy. Like on the store, you, I think it's twenty bucks, and it just gets you the online yeah edition. No story. Because yeah, like you said, I guess you can literally like live a crazy lifestyle yeah, in that you game. Can, I'm, there, I'm sure there's people that play that game like twenty four hours a day. Dude, Jacko's brother gets streamers because he plays a cop. Like he he gets like a thousand streamers or so and gets paid. People watch him, watch be, him a just like be a cop. And the online thing. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Isn't that wild? <laughs> Dude, that That's would hilarious. Be honestly, kind of fun, too. Dude, but like, and then, like, you know, honorable mentions for me are like all the 2K games, all the Chow games. Yeah, those like, were big in the early NHL 10 games. Yeah, the, the sure. Chows. And then it's just, it's hard to pinpoint one because they're they're all just basically the same thing. NHL right. 10, yeah. Deke right, Deke left, shoot. 
you made top it. Right. It was a, it was a it stupid was ass <laughs> glitch, dude. That shit made me so mad. Every time, dude, it was the best. Yeah. So, um, what about songs or I, music in general of the decade? I, yeah. Okay. I don't know. What dude, that's tough off. about song, dude. Okay, I think this was 2010 exactly. Was one of my favorite albums, Reco- Eminem's Recovery. Yeah, that okay. was 2010. Yeah. Dude, I listened to that. I still listen to that sometimes. That was probably that was one of my favorite albums. Definitely, that was a sure. good one. I'm trying sure. to think of like, did EDM pop off this decade, or has that yeah. been around? Yeah, dude, EDM definitely for sure got big, blew big up when we were. Like my sophomore year of college. Yeah, so that, yeah. yeah that was kind of... 2011. You yeah, couldn't yeah. go to a, like a party, especially if you were like around all the fucking like <clears throat> hardcore partiers, if you know what I mean. Like you'd go and you'd walk into a dark room and it'd just be like... I'm like, what the fuck's happening right now? Dude, and then like pop country, I feel like took off Yeah, that blew up. Decade. Who blew up? Post Malone blew up. Post Malone blew up. For, I, I wanted to mention f- this decade for sure. Like it's, I think that maybe the movement was kind of low key for some people, but like if you still were paying attention to the scene, like dude, pop punk had a big like comeback in the in this past decade. Like you know, all those bands that were famous in the early two thousands, like Sum Forty One, Blink One Eighty Two, Newfound Glory, like fucking two decades later or a decade later, I should say, this whole decade, there's been some big revival in that scene like some really good bands personally my favorite would be knuckle puck but go out there and just find the scene if anyone listening is into that music movements is another really good one dude i've been listening to hit the lights non the lights <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why bro but uh, also i don't mean to cut you off no, you're good, bro. i can't go without mentioning my boy mac yeah he yep. he was this decade for me literally yeah from 2010 is when uh, actually, it might have been 09, right at the end of 09, Kids came out, but I think it was 2010. No, it was 2010. And from that moment on, you know. Rest was history. Yep. Wow. And I, right, I think dude. Swimming is one of the best albums of the decade, for sure. It literally might fucking, be my favorite project of his, bro. It, I think it is mine, too. It's, I think that I think all his albums are incredible front to back, to be honest. Even Blue Slide Park, when you go back now. But Swimming is something special. Like, the musicianship in that album is fucking amazing. The lyrics are on The lyrics, like, it's crazy. That album's, like, for real crazy. It should have won the fucking Grammy, but the Grammys are stupid. Who beat him? Cardi B? Cardi B. Oh, that's fucking... I got to shout out a couple country albums real quick. I just have to. So, Kenny's... Life on a Rock album, I think that was 2013, absolute masterpiece. Banger. And then Luke Combs, my boy Luke Combs. This one's for you, too. That came out, I don't know, 2017, 18 or something. Best. Also, Justin Bieber's Purpose album. Dude, yes. He's back. 2020's back. He's been blowing up IG. Zara, I I was playing that a few days ago because it's so So was I, actually. It's so good. It's really good Justin Bieber season. Really is. Justin Bieber season, dude. So what we got shows, movies, songs. What about uh, sports. sports moments of the last oh, decade? Oh, dude, I already have my number one, Go my ahead. personal number one. Go ahead. We had a lot of good WVU moments, but my absolute favorite would have to be when we made it to the Final Four. More specifically, when we beat K 
Kentucky and whatever that was, was, that, was awesome. whatever Elite round eight. that was the Elite Eight. The whole round was or run was just yeah, against fucking awesome. John Wall, man, just shut his ass down. It's absolutely my favorite. Part. Yep. Wish things would have went differently, but right. Oh well. We I all were in town for that, right? Yep. Yeah, we got to see that. That was. It was, it was really Indi- cool. Indianapolis. It was pretty awesome. Just to see how they divided the city yeah. with all the bars. All the stuff. different bars, yeah. Yeah. But I would say my um my favorite would definitely probably be the well it is the Broncos two thousand fifteen Super Bowl run. I don't know. I, I just thought it was amazing to just watch Vaughn Miller just end Cam Newton's career just like that, and he hasn't done anything since. Hell <laughs> 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 no. Yeah. Just dab on that Scam. Cam. Scam Newton. What about you, Big Zar? Um for sure, mine was definitely the Pens back-to-back championships. I mean, it was an awesome two years getting to watch that team because it was pretty much unchanged between the years. We, there was only a few guys that were different on each team. So it, that was an awesome run, and it was pretty special. They were the first team in the salary cap era or of the salary cap era to do, you know, have back-to-back championships. So that's pretty tough to do in this day and age league. First team since like the late nineties, ninety seven, ninety eight. It's so. fucking awesome. It was awesome, man. That that was, and I think that solidified Crosby among the greats and Malkin for that matter. Dude, he wasn't even in the top hundred, bro. Yeah, Mister One Hundred One. That shit's crazy. I can't believe that, dude. But honestly, boys, I just want to say it's wild. Twenty nineteen is coming to an end. Um, it's wild to think that we've been doing this since the end of August, and we have a lot of cool things i'd say playing for 2020 a lot of new things we'll be trying out and i'm i'm along for the ride baby i'm enjoying it 2020 season yep i'm excited very much so 2019 had its ups and downs um Couple rough moments, but a lot of special moments too this year. So I can I always got to be thankful. Absolutely, yep. uh, it's been a very very tough year, but just R.I.P. to everyone that's gone, and you know just. Love your friends and check on your friends, man. That's all all you can really do. But keep you, trucking. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Juice Box. No, not the fuck. At one of us has to do it every episode. Yeah, it's only right. Juice Box Straw underscore. That is at Juice Box Straw underscore. And our email is the T H A Juice Box Podcast at Gmail dot com. Please email anything. We uh, we got a funny email for the die. Well, it's not funny, but we got a di- <laughs> we got a, a email for the diabetes podcast. So we just want to say we are not the diabetes podcast. Shit, I forgot to respond to that email. Oh no! Oh no! Dang, I dang. forgot, and it was my idea. That's <laughs> wicked. And you can catch me at punchbowl underscore on Instagram. That's at punchbowl underscore on Instagram. And I'm on the Juicebox Podcast Twitter. That's at the Juicebox Pod. That's at the Juicebox Pod. Follow us on Facebook at, well, not really at, but, you know, our page is the Juicebox Podcast. And as Big Juice said, we are not the Diabetes, the Juicebox Podcast. Rate, like, and subscribe, please, and thank you. Five star, five star. You can catch me on Twitter at Tiggy Nation, T-I-G-G-Y-N-A-T-I-O-N. Catch me on Instagram at... Money in the bank takes. And you can also catch Kyle at Country Roads BBQ on Instagram at Country Roads BBQ as well as at Wheeling Eats as well as our guest, which was a phenomenal, very long, but very packed with action and electricity interview. You can find Neek on Twitter at N-E-E-K Attack, Neek Attack, and you can catch him on Instagram at just at Neek. 
He cut off the attack for everyone here. Yeah, he cut off the attack. He said it was too violent, so he had to change his Shout out my boy, Neek Attack Productions. Shout out. All right. I want to just say don't forget about Tiggy Nation's uh, uh, macaroni and cheese tutorial that's coming. So don't sleep on that. It'll be a lot of fun. All right. (laughs) You can catch me. Oh, also... Don't forget about the Game of Thrones rewatch. We will be doing that soon. I think what what's our start date? January second. We're gonna start it probably at eight o'clock tonight. You don't have to. We're gonna. What's the website, Tig? This is terrible. Um, <laughs> I, believe, I, I believe it's I believe it's cast with a K K A S T. I believe I'm gonna have to do. I I know it's possible because I hopped in once. Um, so it'll be under cast. And it should be January 2nd, starting off the new year, 8 yep. o'clock, that Thursday. We're going to w- do two episodes a week. Yep. Now, if you have HBO at home, you don't need to hop in the stream with us. But if you want to rewatch with everyone, you can hop in as well as if you are not an HBO subscriber currently. You can hop in with us on these dates and watch along with us. Yep. Uh, we're going to do two episodes a week. You know, watch them with us or watch them by yourself. But we will discuss every week. And we're going to try to get um, someone who's never watched the show before to be a part of that discussion each week. So, so you reach know, it'll, out. It'll give, a, it'll give a fresh take from a fresh mind who hasn't been emotionally scarred by the show. Slide in my it. DMs if you're a chick and you've never watched it. Let's chat. But all right, I'll plug myself now. You can find me on all so, uh, platforms of social media at JuiceboxZar. That's Z-A-R. Z as in zebra, A as in apple, R as in respect. R as in Reebok. Don't get it twisted. It's been fun. Bye-bye. And I don't want to die young. The city of angels where I have my fun. Don't want to die Go to hell.